0: Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Today, I have with me Emily Andrews, who is a Senior Cloud Sales Specialist at VMware. Welcome, Emily. Hi. How are you? Thank you uh, for coming on my show. Uh, It's so great to have you here. Uh, Let's just kick it off with a little bit about yourself. So who are you, Emily?
1: Um, yeah so my name is Emily Andrews and thank you so much for having me with you today Um, I've only recently become Emily Andrews Uh, some of my colleagues might know me as Emily Smith previously Um, I got married during coronavirus and during the pandemic so um, that was a that was a challenging time when we had 180 people invited to our wedding and <laughs> we were then, and then we kind of, uh, we cut it down to 30, um, but we had the most perfect day and the objective was to get married and we did that. And uh, that's kind of very representative of uh, of my personality style, you know, I'm quite determined and stubborn soul um, and really do like to, you know, if I set my heart on something, I'm very passionate and driven about achieving that. Mm. Um, i am 30 years old and um, i've been in the tech industry for seven years now and i have a whirlwind of a three-year-old uh called harvey who's keeping me occupied um but the it industry is also a very big love of mine
0: mm-hmm. so congratulations
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um
0: you know, talking about, you know, the IT industry and having a little kid at home and marrying th- uh, during Corona just brings me to all these uh, things I will want to ask you. But I before I do that, um, I would uh, I was wondering, you say you're 30 and you have been in the uh, tech industry for seven years. So what is your educational background? Because you started out quite young, right?
1: Yeah. Um... I mean when I talk to some of my peers they've been in the IT industry since they were like 18 so I kind of feel a bit of a um like kind of a new girl on the block sometimes but um I I went and did my A levels and then went and did an undergraduate in psychology um and then went and did a masters in business psychology okay. um I think I was always one of the people that if someone said what do you want to do when you grow up? I was like, I just want to sell stuff. So <laughs> it runs through my body. Um, I love selling things. I love being with people. I, I find, I find human beings fascinating. Mm-hmm. And and being in a position where you not only sell to individuals but you work alongside colleagues, especially at VMware, that are, you know. And I know I'm on a VMware, you know, kind of uh, video thing, but really are the best people in the industry. Um, I get to see and be with these people all of the time. So I really did just want to sell something. The fact that I sell it and and I work in the healthcare sector. So I feel like I sell to a in, into a good cause and I have a social responsibility to get this right. Um, and I remember hearing Pat Gelsinger at VMworld talking about tech for good Mm. and I feel that working in the healthcare sector and looking at the innovation that people are bringing into the healthcare sector and kind of sometimes getting them out of a bit of a rut uh, because they are a little bit old school sometimes and it's just fascinating and even though my background is in psychology and people go yeah but you're not a psychologist it's to do with people, it's to do with business, um, and it's to do with organizations and how people vibe with one another. So there is some transferability between the two.
0: I do think there is. I would have my have asked you too. So, oh, uh, when you say you always knew that you wanted to go into sales and you're really passionate, I can feel that. Um, <laughs> why exactly did you choose uh, psychology? But then on the other hand, I do understand that it's about people and understanding people and what drives them, and that's uh, so. There's a good uh, overlap between the two, right?
1: Yeah, and. <sighs> I always remember reading this fascinating statistic where it talked about 84% of all purchasing behaviors and all purchases that are made are made by women. (laughs) And yet, when you look at the board of directors of organizations, you look at women in power, you look at CXOs that that are female they're not representative of the 50% of society and they're definitely not representative of the 83% of all the um, sales being made by women. There's this kind of delta between where women are making all the buying decisions in their home and yet the things they're buying, they're not being representative within that sector. And I I find that that the ability to be able to translate sales as a woman within it with then having a maybe a psychologist view of the world maybe is a bit of the perfect storm
0: i do think so it sounds like you have the perfect background to actually work with people personally i feel that women are especially um good at, at working in this field, especially in this pre-sales, sales field in the tech industry because they have this empathy and they have this understanding of people and they know how to build relationships. But you also touched on this really interesting uh, statistics so that 83% of the buying decisions are made by women. And um, that most of the technology that we sell is not made by women, and also the companies you sell to are not made. And this brings me to a topic that's very close to my heart, which is that I feel that we need to change the tech sector, and you and me, of course, are representative of a new world in the tech sector, uh, to bring more women in, to make them more representative so um did you you said you always wanted to sell tech so uh to sell not tech necessarily how did you get into the
1: whole tech field (laughs) um it was a little bit strange um i was living back at home doing my master's with my mom and it just got to the stage where we, we literally had no money and this is not like a sob story it was like um, you need to go and find a full-time job. Like we've got three pence to rub together. Mm-hmm. So um, I put my CV out there. I hadn't even finished my master's yet. Put my CV out there on like, um, you know, like indeed.com or whatever these job search engine things are. And a company called Pareto Law rang me and said, uh, we're a graduate recruitment agency and we're running this assessment center day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be in Leeds and we're running the day and it's on this day, can you make it? Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing how much a train ticket was to get to Leeds and seeing how much money I had in my bank and going, I'm going to have like four pounds left if I don't. But going, okay, this is the long game, this is the long game. So I went and did this assessment center day and, um, and, and ended up being put on their books, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, um, they then rang me and said, um, Em, there's a, a sales role um, that's just up the motorway from you. Um, do you want to go and interview for it? And I was like, yes, because, you know, I can't afford to put petrol in my car. Yes. Okay. We've got to go and do it. Um I ended up ringing the office of um, it was Arrow ECS oh. uh, the distribution arm. Yeah. Um, so I ended up ringing the Nottingham office of Arrow and saying to the receptionist, This is a really random phone call, but um, I'm coming to interview uh, on Friday and I just wanted to know, you know, can you tell me something about the culture? Can you talk to me about Arrow? Can you tell me things that I'm not going to find on the web page and and saying, you know, what's the vibe for dressing like? You know, is it dress and heels? Is it jeans and a shirt? You know, like talk to me. I want to fit in from the first step and um, I met the sales director is a lady called Denise Bryant. And from the moment i met her she just rocked my world i was like what a powerhouse of a woman Um, i just i just thought she was so inspirational the way that she didn't talk to me about technology she talked to me about solutions she talked to me about opportunity and it was like sales powerhouse of a woman yes this is like fantastic and by the time i got home they rang and they said, you know, we'd like to offer you this job. And I'm going, fantastic. What actually is it? Because I've still got <laughs> no idea of what on earth I've interviewed for. Um, I ended up starting again before my master's even finished, which was a bit of a whirlwind. And I remember for the first three months not understanding a single word that anybody said to me. They talked in acronyms, usually all of them were three-letter. And I remember sitting in a meeting and being like, it's like everyone's talking like dothraki to me. Got no idea what anyone's saying. Everyone seems very confident. And I'm just like smiling in the corner, like, what on earth is happening? <laughs> um and then one day the penny dropped. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I started talking back in acronyms, and my brain started converting this other language into English. Mm-hmm. Um and Everyone has just been so well across the IT industry, all the people that I've met. Everyone is just interested in working hard, earning good money. That's going to drive everybody, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we don't seem to have this kind of like, you know, we're not clambering over each other to get to the top. We want people to come to the top with us. Mm-hmm. And I find that across male male and female colleagues, which is really supportive um and then i moved to vmware um and started in and i've only ever sold cloud i i don't know how to you know i'm admitting some of my weaknesses but i don't know how to sell like hardware or anything (laughs) like that i only know how to sell cloud so my seven years worth of experience has been kind of very intense around the cloud environment and i feel like i was maybe in the right space at the right time in the right momentum um but, my career has definitely gone by the seat of its pants, and sometimes I don't really know how I've got here. Um maybe a bit of imposter syndrome sinks in a little bit. but it's been a whirlwind, but it's been one of the best journeys of my entire life. Like the amount of opportunities and individuals that have met I have met have scoped my kind of existence in this world. and My husband also works in IT, so I met him too, (laughs) so that's always helpful.
0: Yeah, you mentioned such an interesting thing, because I do remember, for me, it was when I came to VMware, I worked at other companies before, and then I came to VMware, and the first few months, I was also in all these conversations where people were talking, and I had no clue what they were talking about, and I was really, really worried that I made the wrong decision. And I also started suffering a little bit from imposter syndrome, because I thought, oh my God, they will find out that I have no clue what I'm doing.
1: and i do think that women are a little bit more like like we kind of absorb, absorb uh, imposter syndrome yeah. a little bit more because we look around and we don't necessarily see loads of of us represented all of the time mm-hmm. and it the tide is turning i feel the momentum i think it's amazing mm-hmm. um but we still don't look out i mean we're not in an office anymore, but I'm still having meetings where there's me and that 16 other gentlemen, which is fine, but we need to start appreciating that as that consumeristic behavior is being made by 83%, is being made by women, mm-hmm. that having representation that is of at least remotely similar fashion in regards to creating the sale for people or advising the sale for people is also maybe has a women-centric view or at least is representative of women uh, but that imposter syndrome yeah that sometimes can kick you a little bit hard can't it
0: yeah it can and you know the thing is um the tech world has changed and since we built this world in the last 25 years maybe that that is completely uh dependent on technology um we now I feel have to build technology and and sell technology that is representative of the society. It used to be a, a place where mainly men were, you know, they had their toys and they were doing tech and they built stuff that was very much in the background of society. Yeah. But now, you know, with the whole digitalization, it it just affects every one of us and um, we have to have. People inside of tech that represent that, you know, and make it possible for others to relate to it and to build technology that actually works for women as well.
1: well it's about representing. Um, put my teeth back in. It's about <laughs> representing all of the uh, all of society. So whether it's gender, whether it's age, whether it's ethnicity, whether it's disability, mm-hmm. whether it's sexuality, all of these things are to be celebrated, mm-hmm. and and. You know, being diverse and being inclusive is something I'm really passionate about because the more diverse and the more inclusive we are, the more that helps everybody. I don't see it as a down as a downfall, but you know, I'm sat here now and I've got two iPhones, I've got a laptop, I've got a Mac. You know, we're inundated with IT, we're inundated with all the things that technology does for us, and it's got to be user-friendly to everybody as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember reading um, there was a chapter of a, a fantastic book that I was reading that talked about how back in the day, police um, like gun vests, you know, kind of bulletproof vests that they were wearing, weren't made for women. Invisible women. That's an invisible, invisible woman. women. I have it. I think it's on my bedside table. But yeah, yeah invisible women. And we talk about the fact that um, that 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 bulletproof vest it was not made for a woman's shape. And yet, police officers are still women too. Uh, Yeah, this is about maybe being a bit sensitive to those things as well. Yeah, and these are
0: the things that are changing because now there are actually more women inside of these fields and also in tech, and they have a a different view um, and approach to all these things. And um, yeah, and I think that is something that we will be seeing more and more. Coming back to what you told me about getting into IT, I want to go back to that woman, Denise, oh yeah so i found it so interesting that you found this role model um in 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 her and that she um fascinated or you so much that you felt that this was the right thing i think it's so important to have role models and also people that we try to emulate or or you know show us how it can be right yeah
1: yeah and and she she still works in it still keep in touch with her um, mm-hmm. And she's kind of, you know, I do always, when I talk to her, I always smile because it takes me back to that moment. I remember which room we we're in in the Arrow office and I can, I can see it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, she represents for me the start of this journey and this career that I'm so blessed to have. She started the ball rolling. So not all, kind of, I suppose I see her as, a powerhouse, a role model, someone who really aspired me because she was, she was not a walk, you know, pushover. She was a tough cookie Mm. and she kind of, this was how she liked it. And this was how things were done. You know, she wasn't kind of, I don't know, she wasn't soft and necessarily (laughs) cuddly. No, well, she was always, she was just a really wonderful person and someone that I really respected. And but singers with that, she also gave me this opportunity that started my IT career. So when I think about my IT career, it has to start at day one with her. Yeah. Um, but as I've kind of moved, you know, she's moved into different roles and so have I, I've found inspirational and aspiring people across across my career anyway. Um there was actually a lady that recently left VMware called Carol Vallette. Mm-hmm. And um, we started on the same day at VMware and I just, there was just something about her. She she gave off a a really positive vibe, but she didn't stand for any rubbish. You know, she was still was she was still strong. She was still, and I'm saying still. She, but she she managed to take all of the things that are fantastic about salespeople, and about being a woman, and about being a manager, and and gave all of those vibes when they were talking with me. Um mm-hmm and i think that being able to see someone like you in an environment that they're successful they're being career orientated and they've then got a family because that's really important to me Mm -hmm. it's like you can have all these things and it does give you those kind of those little nuggets of gold those moments where you go yeah you can have it all and that's totally possible to do so yeah,
0: I very much like her, that you said she combined everything that's great about being a salesperson, but also about being a woman, because I think that's so important. It's not about us coming into tech and becoming men. It's about no. bringing our whole self into tech and using what we are good at to make this in an even better place. Most definitely. Yeah. And um, I just remembered something you said about your mom. So you grew up with your mom. You sh- uh, She was a single
1: mother. Or... Um, no, no, But she, she ended up being um my stepdad had left. um, so we ended up kind of being me, my mom, and my sister at home quite a lot. um, and yeah, she she um all my family are teachers, mm-hmm. like every single member of my family. My sisters are all teachers. Their partners are all teachers, grandparents, aunties, uncles, cousins, all teachers. So I'm like the black sheep of the family. <laughs> um, but there's definitely kind of a, Um, a hard work ethic that my family just have running through their bones Mm -hmm. and and very much a, a Melinda talks about grit and determination and the hustle. And, you know, my life hasn't been full of sunshine and roses, but when you get the opportunities that you can see kind of there's some sparkle in there, Mm -hmm. you grab it with both hands and you, you throw yourself into it because nothing comes easy. Well, it's all the better when you have worked hard. You have put all of that effort and that time in. Yeah. Um, and my mom is, you know, a remarkable kind, a remarkable woman. She's not necessarily, like I said, she's she's a teacher, but so she hasn't got necessarily that business acumen side to her. Mm-hmm. But the transferability of the things that she delivers um, and her, how how she always strives to get what what she feels that she deserves and what she wants. It's like yes, absolutely, and 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 her being a, a, a working mom as well. It's like yeah. I've got to kind of carry that on as well.
0: That's also part of being a role model, showing your daughters that it's uh, okay to be a working mom. I mean, you know, that's also very important. Yeah. Um, there's something I just I was just thinking about. Yeah, does your family understand what you do? No.
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Um. I, I think my grandma at one point thought I was a spy um i was like no that's definitely not it grandma um but i think that that's also kind of part of the fun is that they're like yeah but seriously what and then when my grandma's friends ask and she's like well she knows how to fix my laptop mm-hmm. no grandma that's still not quite right um but my husband's family all have it backgrounds oh, okay. so that's very interesting that the dynamic and the conversation changes slightly um just because there's maybe a more um educated and informed conversation around it. But when we talk about it all day, every day in the week, sometimes at home, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, like right, six o'clock, no more it talk, that's it, we're done. Um but at the same time, um, I'm very passionate about my job. You know, I genuinely, you know, it's like a bit sickeningly sweet, I genuinely feel privileged to work in this industry, I feel privileged to work at VMware. And I feel privileged to just to have the job that I've got. I feel like I've I've earned it with grit and determination and hard work. But I still really value the role that I have at VMware and the role that I hope that I can coach other people on. You know, as I kind of move through my career, um, because I think it's really valuable to to share those experiences and say to you know, groups of 11 year olds, I do some stuff with them, you know, like the the foundation uh, work, go and talk to a group of 11 year olds and say, you know, you you can go and do IT sales. You could go and do IT coding. You could go and be a pre-sales person. Like all of those things that you wouldn't have maybe thought that you could do. Yes, you can. You can do all of those things. And maybe I would be a mentor for someone someday when I get a bit older. Yeah, I'm
0: sure you will, because uh, I can feel that you really appreciate what you're doing and you're very passionate about it. And, and I just want to take you a little bit there, why you feel that you're it's your privilege to be in this industry. Talk a little bit about, you know, do you feel that it gives you freedom financially with your time management or is what is it that makes it uh, a great place to be?
1: I'm going to specifically talk about VMware because I'm a VMware cheerleader. I tell everyone wow. how fantastic this place is, and again, it's not just because I'm on a VMware thing right now. I would say oh, it's the- not actually a VMware thing, so you can be free. Oh, great! Well, even <laughs> better. It, it looks like I've not been paid off to say it because I really no. haven't. Um, <sighs> but there's very much a the the money is fabulous. You know, we're in an industry where I need recognition. I'm that type of person, and I know when I've I've done a good job and we've done a sale. Money then comes back to me. And I like that cycle. I like the fact that my son goes to the best nursery that, you know, that I could possibly find for him. And he is just, you know, relishing in that environment. I love the fact that myself and my husband are starting to embark on new journeys and new adventures in regards to like buying a second property and potentially like and renting it out and things like that. And I like the fact that we were able to buy the house that we're in in a really lovely you know quintessentially english little village i love that it gives us those options and those opportunities but also at the same time i i love the fact that we have epic days mm-hmm. like i can't tell you how fantastic having last friday was off we had that as an epic day and i had a three day weekend which was just amazing i love the fact that I've been here for long enough now. I get twenty eight days of holiday that I can go and I can spend with my husband and my son doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that when I was on maternity leave, I was like literally like waved off, and everyone was like have the best time off. And then when I finished my nine months, they were like we really missed you. Please come back. Like I was made to feel very valued, and um and the maternity pay was fantastic. The maternity package that VMware's got is fantastic. It, it you know for me the freedom is so multifaceted it's financial freedom it's the fact that they pay for my dental i know that sounds really silly but it means something to me mm-hmm. the fact that i have health insurance i have you know um sick you know illness cover mm-hmm. um i know that i'm taken care of across all of my kind of physical and mental needs and mm-hmm. i've used some of the um mental well-being resources that we've got um which for me it makes me think that vmware care about me as a person mm-hmm. and therefore because they're investing in me i want to invest in them so my social responsibility feels like it's towards vmware because VMware's social responsibility feels like it's towards me mm-hmm. um and that balance it's quite liberating actually. And I'm here because I want to be, not because I have to be. Because I feel like I could, you know, I think I could go and get a job somewhere else. Yeah. But I don't want to. I want to be at VMware because they make, you know, they do make me feel very valued. Yeah. Um and I I why would you not want to work for an organization where you don't just feel like a number? I'm yeah. Emily Andrews in this organization. I'm not just, you know, employee number 35 or whatever it is.
0: Very true. You know what I just realized? We talked about why you like working here and how you came here, but we never talked about what you actually do. I mean, yes. Sales. What is cloud sales? <laughs> what does your day look like?
1: So that's part of it, right? Is my day m- is mix up of, of anything and everything all day, every day. Um, I would, most of my time is spent with customers. Mm-hmm. And for that, that, I love my job for that, that I want to be with customers. I'm, I'm still, I'm not 100% yet how much I want to be out of the house. I've probably become a little institutionalized in my own four walls, Um, but we're getting there. Um, But I look after, like I said, all of the NHS. So, you know, a lot of stuff is being done over Zoom and practice what we preach, you know, we sell mobile working, it's like, let's use it and be successful with it. Um, So, yeah, I spend most of my time with customers and then probably, a larger portion of my time is spent in doing admin, which is, I don't enjoy that about my role at all. Um, Mm -hmm. it gets me paid, but I'd rather just do the selling and let someone else do the admin. Um, but yeah, it, that the majority of the time I'm informing and educating and enabling customers to use the cloud, Mm -hmm. to be able to, be able to innovate, to be able to use it in a really flexible and agile way, mm-hmm. um, and to be able to respond to the demands of the consumer. And the consumer could be um, for example, Interflora, which is you know obviously the massive flower delivery company, having their peaks around Valentine's Day and not having to base their IT needs on the peak of Valentine's Day spend, but being able to have this very standard status quo, uh, a very realistic and maybe modest IT infrastructure. And then when the mad seasonal peaks come into play, they use the cloud for all these needs, and then they drop back down again. So you're helping organizations have a more static and, and visible view of their minimal IT infrastructure or minimum viable product, And then be able to use the cloud to start to innovate and do something really good um but one of the things that i think i'm most proud about that you know specifically to my role is when the pandemic hit we suddenly had everyone that was in an office going oh by the way you can't come in work in an office anymore and we need you to work from home so i had organizations in the nhs that went from no one working at home to 800 people working at home in the space of like a handful of days you know, and COVID has very much taught us that that being able to pivot on a knife edge is so relevant. We need to be able to do that so quickly because it's not just about innovation, it's about responding sometimes to the fires that we're fighting. Um, and we were able to offer by using the cloud the ability for, an, for for one of the hospitals I look after for 800 people to be working from home in the space of less than a week. Um. So being able to give the solution to the response that the world was going through, um, that was a really proud moment. So yeah, that's um that's kind of a summary of my job. But like I said, my grandma still doesn't know, my mom doesn't know. So I don't expect anyone else to know overnight. <laughs>
0: No, I think that's amazing. And um, and it's part of the the fun working for a big technology company like VMware, you know, being at the forefront of uh, societal shifts and being able to support customers through them. So yeah, I totally agree with that. So we're already at the end of our half hour, surprisingly. <laughs> so my last question usually is, if you talk to a younger woman who is unsure what to do, if she wants to go into tech, what would be your tip or, or takeaway from your experience that you would give her?
1: I mean, I'm definitely biased because I'm having the most wonderful time. Um, but I think that you can only lose an opportunity if you don't grab it with both hands and you know i could have very much when i first joined arrow and everyone was talking to me in acronyms and you know a different language that i could have gone "Whoa, i'm bowing out of this i have no idea what's happening some of those steep learning curves are the most valuable and and the most kind of um enlightening when you when you mm-hmm. don't get i don't think we'll ever get to the stage of expert but you start to um live and breathe it um and People move roles, change direction. People go and get doctorates at the age of 60, people and go back into studying when they're 45. These this is your life. So on your deathbed, you want to look back and go oh, really made the most of it. Because um, life is very precious and very fragile. So go and take the opportunity. If it's not right for you, that's okay too. You know, there's learnings in failures and failures in learnings. So actually being able to to go into an it organization and go i've got no idea what i'm doing don't worry no one else has got any idea what they're doing either that's probably yeah
0: thank you for that that's a very good point and a very good end to our conversation too so thank you so much for sharing your story and your view of your um, role and technology and um yeah thank you for talking to
1: me amazing thank you so much